Pirate Wire Radio. Frontlines Indie Journalism as part of Pirate Wire Services. Frontline Indie Journalism from the Global South to you. Pirate Wire Radio. Transmission initiating in 3, 2, 1. Piracy commencing. Pirate Wire Radio. Welcome back to Pirate Wire Radio, a subsidiary of Pirate Wire Services. This week we're talking about Venezuela. As opposition primaries roll on for the presidency, uh, Venezuela's government placed a 15-year political ban on one of the frontrunners, right-wing Maria Corina Machado. Recent polls have shown Machado's popularity has been on the rise, and she's currently leading the 14 candidates who are currently challenging President Nicolas Maduro in the 2024 election. The latest survey put her at 46.4% of voter intention in May, almost a 10-point jump since November of last year. In public remarks, Machado was defiant of the ban, saying, I tell the regime despair is a very bad advisor, and it seems they're very desperate because they only make one mistake after another. Over the last year, the opposition has been in negotiations with the Maduro government over elections next year. And the U.S., if it hasn't stated explicitly, seems to have hinted that they might be willing to offer sanctions relief in return for a more fair electoral process. This latest twist in the election could well throw a wrench in those plans, at least in the short term. The move by the Venezuelan government was, of course, strongly criticized by the U.S., but perhaps more surprisingly, it was also criticized by some of Venezuela's allies, such as Gustavo Petro in Colombia. When asked by press today, he stated through Twitter that it is clear that no administrative authority should take away the political rights from any citizen. A clear rebuke of the move by Maduro's government. But what does this mean moving forward for Venezuela's electoral process? What does it mean for the opposition? And what does it mean for sanctions? To talk about that, we reached out to a journalist and analyst in Caracas. Tony Frangie Mouad, a correspondent in Caracas for Politico, uh, Economist, Foreign Policy, and Caracas Chronicles. How are you doing, Tony? Hi, Joshua. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Before we get into what happened with MCM, you could maybe break down just real quick why the last elections were viewed as invalid by most of the international community. As you know, elections in Venezuela, you cannot actually describe them as fair or free because most candidates or an important set of candidates are barred from running. The state uses television channels for electoral purposes, channels that should be nonpartisan. And well, there's a lot of electoral irregularities that tend to happen when the difference of the vote isn't that big. Here we have like witnesses for each electoral table and they need to reconfirm that the vote was accurate and sometimes when the opposition cannot organize that national logistic it's so much easier to make a fraud and with the 2018 election what has happened is that the previous year the government organized an election for a constituent assembly which according to our constitution it should have required a referendum first asking people if we actually wanted a constituent assembly to create a new constitution and that didn't happen they went directly into voting for the constituent lawmakers in a moment in which venezuela was undergoing massive riots and protests 
So when that actually happened, it actually showed some particularly high results considering the national boycott that was happening. And that's when Smartmatic, which was the company the government used to hire for these processes, said that the numbers weren't real and weren't similar to the ones they actually counted. And then today they announced a retroactive ban on yes on Maria Corina Machado, who's widely considered the frontrunner among the opposition. So Maria Corina Machado, she's been always she has always been a political phenomenon, not an electoral phenomenon necessarily. And now she changed her strategy to participate in elections, and she's become the front runner of the opposition primaries in a moment where the opposition leadership is undergoing a popularity crisis after the failure of both the electoral way in previous elections and with the failure of the Guaido offer. Mm-hmm. So. And she was actually banned from running in 2015 after she accepted the seat of Panama in the Organization of American States and the government considered that illegal and banned her from running for a year until 2016. The thing is that now they suddenly come out with this document saying that they have suddenly decided to change it for 15 years. So apparently her her ban already underwent eight years. <laughs> and um, they're using the Guaido affair as an excuse. They're saying that Maria Corina not only participated in corruption affairs with Guaido, which they're saying involved $99 billion, which is almost double of the GDP. So you can imagine how extravagant the claims are. Yeah. Um, but that she's involved in the Citgo affair and the Monomeros affair, and that because of her support of sanctions, patients with um, AIDS cannot receive medicine in Caracas and people are mi- migrating. So it's a really outlandish claim, the one that they're putting against her. What does this mean for other candidates in the upcoming elections? Well, that's difficult to say, but what was actually striking today is how fast and massive the solidarity comments from other opposition leaders happened. Immediately after the ban was known, the inhabilitación, as we say here, um, practically the entire leadership of Primero Justicia and Enrique Capriles, which is currently her main rival, they all condemned the ban and supported Maria Corina. And that was followed by support from all the other candidates and other leaders of the opposition. It seems that what they're actually doing right now is they're forcing Maria Corina to become the leader of the opposition. They're actually giving her a boost in her image and her reputation. But this also opens up the possibility of a Nicaragua-like scenario because Capriles is also banned from running. And mm-hmm, yeah. they might use the same excuse they used with Maria Corina to ban everybody else because the entire opposition supported Guaido at first. Another thing that struck me though, watching the news, a lot of people who are normally maybe not allies, but not critical of Maduro were condemning this. This is pretty widely condemned throughout Latin America. Yeah, you're right with that. It, the Petro statement actually surprised me. The thing is that on, on the one hand, one needs to understand that Chavismo doesn't work internally as one body. So it actually wouldn't surprise me if this decision or this comment from the controllership office actually came from a more orthodox or radical sector of Chavismo, not necessarily from Maduro and those close to him, you know, who's desperately trying to have sanctions lift. And the last question I have for you today is, so there's been so much talk internationally, I mean, even in the U.S., uh, about how negotiations are ongoing to try and make these elections at least some semblance of fair, put a fig leaf of fairness on them, it sounds like. And the U.S. is like, look, if you guys can just do that, we'll we'll, we'll get the sanctions. (laughs) But they just seem to not be able to do that. I mean, yesterday, Lula was praising the election system, and today he's no doubt eating crow, you know? I mean, like, so what is the negotiation process going forward? Well, the negotiation process has been officially stopped since November. 
Nevertheless, there's always, you know, secret talks and Bagway channel. Um, the thing is that Chavismo hasn't actually given one single guarantee since the process started. Like they mm-hmm. lifted parts of the sanctions on, on Chevron to allow them to operate here and export oil and nothing changed politically here. In fact, as we see today, things seem to be going even in a darker direction on the on the institutional and political aspect. It's a sign that Chavismo is not acting in good faith and is not um, planning to give electoral guarantees before 2024 and rather is moving towards a Nicaragua-style election, which is definitely, definitely not going to help with any sort of sanctions relief or international standing they're, they're trying to seek. Thanks so much for talking to us, Tony. Uh, Thank you, Joshua. Where can people find your work if they want to check out more about the subject? Sure. Um, they can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Frangi M with an M in the end. And um, they can follow my Substack Venezuela Weekly, which is bilingual in English and Spanish. And you can receive it every Monday with, with, with a summary about um, what's happening in Venezuela every week, both great. for national people and internationals. I'll throw a link up on the website to both those great, as well. Great. Cool. Thanks again for talking to us, Tony. Thank you so much, Joshua. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, we are Pirate Wire Radio. I am Joshua Collins. If you like what you hear, you can take out a subscription. We have plans that start at just $5 a month, and we desperately need your support. You can sign up at piratewireservices.com. Until next week, hasta pronto, piratas.